What is up, everyone? Welcome back to the Giants Nation podcast. Um, I hope everyone's having a wonderful uh, Sunday. After, hope everyone's enjoying uh, their last um, day of the summer. Uh, well, summer's already over. Summer's already over. Um, I hope you guys and I hope you guys had a wonderful summer. Um, obviously, guys, we are in, we are about to enter uh, the NFL season. The NFL season. You know, it's about to happen in four days, and I am going to be watching every, I'm going to be watching, I'm, I'm going to be watching the Chiefs and the Lions, you know, I understand neither team, is, obviously I'm not a fan of neither of those teams, but, you know, I feel like, I feel like we should get ourselves ready for the NFL season, get used to the, get used to the, get, getting used to the chaos and the excitement and, you know, everything football related. You know, um, we're going to be seeing the new look Detroit Lions. The Lions who had a really good season last year. The Lions finished the year 9-8. Uh, and eight. Um, You know, obviously, um, this, this is a team that's been... This is a team that I've, uh, I've talked so much trash about for a long time. You know, I... I even need to talk. I even need to talk about about the Lions because they never existed, and I thought that was always going to be the case. You know, because obviously this this is a franchise that has been non-existent. You know, um, you know for a long time. You know, this is a franchise that hasn't been to the playoffs. One, even won a playoff game since the early 90s. And that was obviously when Barry Sanders uh, was still playing football. Barry Sanders, he is going... Barry Sanders, he's always going to be on my top four or five list of all-time great running backs. Um, you know, so I'm excited. You know, but they are going up against the best quarterback in the NFL, Patrick Mahomes. It's gonna be a, you know, we all like look. We all know how crazy it gets in Arrowhead, especially, especially on, especially at nighttime. You know, um, so it's gonna be loud. It's gonna be, it's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be cold. You know, it's always cold in Kansas City. You know, especially um in the month of September. But this is gonna be a good game. You know, um, the lion. You know, this is gonna be a good game because. Patrick Mahomes, he uh, he is undefeated in the month of September. You know, Patrick Mahomes has never lost a game. It's in September. Um, this is going to be a fun game, you know, because we all we already know how good the Lions' offense is. The Lions had the top scoring offense last year. You know, the Lions put up forty points per game. It was their defense that was the question. The, the Lions' defense was horrible. You know, but it should be better. The Lions did add the Lions did add some potential to their defense in the offseason. Um, getting Cameron's getting Cam Sutton from the Steelers. I think that's gonna be a huge upgrade for the Lions secondary. We all know we all know how big time Aiden Hutchinson is. I expect him to have a have a big year going into his second season. Um, it's gonna be exciting, you know. Dan Campbell has done an incredible job with this Lions team. Just, you know, just, you know, Dan Campbell, he's doing what every head coach should be doing. And that's 
you know, bringing, you know, bringing, bringing, bringing good, bringing good things to a, a franchise that's been trash for a long time, you know, so I'm excited, you know, um, I'm excited for the Lions, I'm excited for Lions fans, and Lions fans, listen, even though you guys beat, even though you guys beat us, even though, even though you guys beat my Giants last year, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm going to move on. You know, um, you got, look at you guys, look at us Giants fans, we struggled, but we haven't, we haven't gone through the struggle like you guys have, you know, and that's no shot, and I'm not trying to throw any, I'm not trying to throw any shots at you guys, you guys deserve a good season, you guys have been through misery for a long time, you know, so I hope the, I hope the Lions have a great season, that's why, that's why I said, this division is going to go either to the Lions or the Vikings. And I'm not, and look at, I love what the Packers have. I love, you know, yes, Jordan Love, outstanding performance in the preseason. But that's in the preseason. Let's see what he can do in the regular season, you know. But I think all three teams in the NFC North are, the NFC North is going to, it's going to be a good division. Because now that Aaron Rodgers is not in the NFC North, anymore this is gonna be an interesting division and look at I like Justin Fields you guys know you guys know how much you guys know how much of a fan I am of this guy I hope he succeeds I hope he shows everyone that he can be a franchise quarterback I believe he can he has all the abilities you know I think he showed that last year against some really good defenses I mean he played really good against the Green Bay Packers defense. He played really well against the Miami Dolphins. Um, I'm expecting a big year for Justin Fields. You know, even though I, even though I don't believe in that offensive line, I love the Bears receiving core. I think DJ Moore is gonna. I think DJ Moore is gonna be a. He's gonna be a huge. He's gonna be a. You know, I. Th- I think getting DJ Moore from the Panthers. I think that's gonna be a huge. That's gonna be a huge chess piece for this offense. You know, and help Justin Fields. Just see what Justin Fields can do. You know, now that you have a true number one wide receiver, let's see what Justin Fields can do with those weapons. You know, but I'm excited. Um, don't forget, guys, the Lions and the Chiefs will be facing this Thursday um, at 8 o'clock p.m. on the on NBC. Or if you guys have Peacock, you, you guys can also watch it on there as well. So, yeah. Um, and don't forget, guys, I will be doing my picks this upcoming Wednesday for week one. I'm going to be doing all my week one picks, you know, you know so um, stay tuned for that. Um, but, guys, I'm not here to talk about that. You guys already know what time. You guys already know what I'm about to talk about when it comes to my podcast. I'm, I'm here to talk about my New York football giants. The New York Giants, we're going to be kicking off the NFL, the NFL season against a team that's a team that I hate so much. This is a team that's killed us for the for a long time. We haven't beaten the Dallas Cowboys, you know, really since 2006, since the 2015 and 16 season. That was the last time. That was the last time we swept Dak Prescott. We got We got to bring. We got to do it. We got. We gotta. We gotta end this losing. We gotta end the reign of this losing streak, and we got to beat the Cowboys. And I believe we can. You know. Um. So. 
The Giants will face the Cowboys. The Giants will be kicking off the NFL season against the Dallas Cowboys September 10th um, at 8 o'clock p.m. So it's gonna, obviously it's going to be a Sunday night. It's going to be a Sunday night game at MetLife Stadium. <sighs> Daniel Jones versus Dak Prescott. Come on. Let's go. Yeah, guys. Um, it's going to be very crazy. Um, but I came on here today because I have, a, I have some questions. I got I got some questions from you guys. Some of you guys asked me some very interesting questions. Um, most of these questions, they include organizational change, coordinators, and more. So without further ado, let's get right into this mailbag. The mail is here. Um, so yeah. So obviously... We have to get through one more weekend before the Giants return to regular season action. So let's spend part of let's spend part of your Sunday uh, opening up the uh, the Giants mailbag, the Big Blue View mailbag, and answering some questions. All right, first questions coming from John F. John, you're asking. Your question is: I thought your Analysis of Jerry Reese's and Dave Gettleman's tenure was spot on. I once read that later in his tenure, uh, Reese fell in love with the measurables of prospects and placed that over football ability. I always like to follow players and coaches when they have when they leave to uh, when they leave to Giants to see how they fare. Looking at the Giants, I find looking at the Giants, I find it interesting that Gettleman was forced to retire, and I believe that Jerry Reese is still out of football. Looking at our previous head coaches since being fired, Ben McAdoo uh, had not had any success in coaching. Pat Shermer is out of the NFL, and Joe Judge would not have a job if not for Bill Belichick. What does this say about the Giants organization prior to Joe Shane, and what can we say about the organization now? Well, first of all, John, I appreciate the question. Second of all, I got an answer. John, I'm going to give you a simple answer. I think that for a long time, going back to the later years of Jerry Reese as the general manager and uh, Tom Coughlin as the head coach, there has been a disconnect between the Giants front office and, um, and the coaching staff. When those two parts of the organization are not working together, you can't have success. You know, um, with Joe Shane and Brian Dayball coming in together and coming from the same place, the entire organization, front office, coaching staff, college, and pro scouts is on the same page. You know, so, yeah, that's all I got to say about that. I appreciate the question. Uh, next question is coming from John Groff. John, you're asking, while Giants fans don't always agree about the merits of individual players, there seem to be uh, near on animity as to the excellence of our general manager, head coach, and coordinators. My question is, are there any limits as to what salaries can be offered to Wink Martindale and Mike Kafka in hopes of retaining them as coordinators? <sighs> uh, John, first of all, I appreciate the question. And look, there is, John, look, there is no salary cap for what coaches can earn. That being said, a coordinator is not going to earn more than a head coach. You know, there is no public de uh, database of NFL coaching salaries. There is a belief that NFL head coach salaries average around $7 million per year. 
with Bill Belichick of the New England Patriots getting a reported $20 million. Vic Fangio is earning $4.5 million per year to be uh, to be a defensive coordinator of the Miami Dolphins, which is believed to make him the highest paid uh, coordinator in the league. Reality is, is this. When you have good coaches and your team has success, other teams become interested in offering those people promotions. That's the price of being good. I mean, look, the Giants can't, by league rules, deny Wink Martindale or Mike Kafka opportunities to interview for head coaching jobs and wouldn't and wouldn't do that anyway you know Joe Shane and Brian Dayball worked for 20 years or so to get their chances and they would never try to stand in the way of any of their coaches advancing their careers you know everyone would like to go as far in their careers as possible good for Wink Marindo and good for Mike Kafka if they get the chance you know so that's all I got to say about that. But I appreciate the question. Uh, next question is coming from Joe H. Joe, your question is, the Giants have been rotating three guards all summer. Putting aside who gets to be called a starter, is it possible that this is the plan for the season? A regular rotation of three, giving guys a regular spell as games progress and as situations vary. If so, what are the costs and benefits of such a strategy? Well, John, I appreciate the question. Um, I doubt that I doubt that would be the plan. Offensive coordinator Mike Kafka has said the Giants would rather have a core group than a rotation. To get there, they have to believe there is a clear winner in the competition between Joshua Azudu and Ben Bridgerson. Yes, I think Mark Glowinski starts at right guard and Joshua Azudu or Ben Bridgerson are in competition on the other side. Last season when Joshua Azudu and Ben Bridgerson were alternating, uh, Brian Dayball said it was because both guys deserved to play. That was a nice way of Brian Dayball saying neither guy had done enough to win the job outright. So to my eyes, Ben Bridgerson and Mark Glowinski have been the better players this summer. The benefit of a rotation I guess it would simply be that an extra guy is getting regular game experience. The cost, cohesion on the line, especially next to a rookie center. Andrew Thomas will never complain, but he did admit last year that it's not easy to have the spot next to him being shuffled all the time. You know, so that's all I got to say about that. I appreciate the question. Uh, next question is coming from Scott um, C. Scott, your question is, Hi, Justin. Could you explain what happens when a player is waived or injured? How is the settlement determined and what is it and what is it based on? Are there restrictions on him signing with a new team? Well, Scott, I appreciate the question. Um, the best explanations of waived or injured or any injury settlement comes um, from Russell Street Report. You know, look at injury waiver, injury waivers. When it comes to injury waivers in the NFL, an injured player can't be released from the beginning of the league year in March until the final cutdown date. Non-vested veterans who are players with less than those are players who have less than four years of service time must pass through injury waivers which means officially um, designated as waived, uh, waived to injured before being placed on uh, before being placed in injured reserve. 
vested veterans those are the veterans with four plus years of ser- uh, those are the veterans with uh, four plus years of service time don't have to pass through injury waivers and can be placed directly on injury reserve if the player clears injury waivers then the team has the option of either placing the player on injury reserve or working out an injury settlement with the player thereby allowing the team to release the player an injury settlement must occur within five days of being uh, placed on injured reserve. Otherwise, the player must remain on injured reserve for the remainder of the season or until the player is healthy enough to pass a physical at time, you know, at which time the player can be released. Injury settlement in the NFL when it comes to injury settlement, in the NFL, an injured player cannot be released. Often a team and often a team and player will reach an injury settlement and uh, lie of putting or keeping uh, the player on IR for the rest of the team. Once an injury settlement is reached, the player is released. This is done when the player has a chance to recover from injury and play again in that season. However, if the player is still under con- contract for future seasons and the team wants to retain the player's rights for the future, the team will not agree to an injury settlement and instead decide to continue to carry the player on injured reserve. Um, so, look, okay, an injury settlement is usually based on the... What I'm trying to say is this. The in, an injury settlement is usually based on the amount of time that the team and player agree uh, the player will be unable to play. So, for example, if the player is only expected to miss the first month of the season, the team... And, the team and the player will usually agree to a settlement of fourth of four seventeenths of the, of that salary. An injury settlement is attractive to uh, is attractive to both the team and player because it allows the team to create additional salary cap uh, salary cap space and allows the player an opportunity to catch on with another team and not have to sit out the entire season on injury reserve. If a player is released with an injury settlement, he can't be resigned by that team until after the term of the injury settlement, which, like I said, which, yeah, uh, which uh, basically is the number of weeks used to calculate the injury settlement plus three additional weeks. So yeah, uh, that's all I got to say about that. Hopefully, I answered your question. I appreciate I appreciate that was a really good I appreciate the question that was a really good one uh next question is coming from Seth W Seth your question is Justin why do you think the Giants kept Matt Pert and cut Tyree Phillips that seems like a mistake to me well Seth look first of all I appreciate I appreciate the question I expected I I expected both Matt Pert and Tyree Phillips to make the intentional 53 uh, man roster I missed on Tyre Phillips in my 53-man roster projection, but so did every other um, uh, podcast host or writer covering the Giants on a regular basis. I see this as the Giants choose Shailen Mew over Tyree Phillips. Maybe I should have seen that coming. You know, Shailen Mew is a, is a player offensive line coach Bobby Johnson and head coach Brian Dayball said they had hoped to draft when they were with the Bills and who entered the 2022 training camp as the starting left guard, the organization clearly likes him. As for Matt Pert, I know how like I know how much he struggled in the preseason. I know he has been look at Matt Pert, he's been up and down during his time with the Giants. The 
there there just aren't a lot of quality backup tackles available. If these guys were without flaws, they wouldn't be backups and they wouldn't be available. So that's all I gotta say. But I appreciate the question. And last question um, is coming from Mendy. Mendy, your question is. How do the Giants scout other teams for possible player pickups during the preseason? Is it by film or do they send scouts? What about the regular season too? Well, Mendy, I appreciate the question. This is done mostly, this is mostly done via film. You know, NFL teams have access to the coaches tape of every game from every team. It's also done via going back and uh, looking at pre-draft reports on players. You know, uh, assistant general manager Brandon Brown recently offered some detail on the process of how the Giants scout college and pro players. It will contain a lot of what you want to know. So that's all I got to say. But I appreciate the question. And yeah, guys, those are all the questions for today. I appreciate all your wonderful questions. Um, um, uh, let me know how you guys feel about... Um, let me know how you guys feel about my answers. And I'll get right back at you guys about that one. But yeah, so far, that's all I have for you guys today. Um, like I said, I appreciate the questions. And look, if you guys have any more questions that you, got, that you guys want to ask me, you guys already know what to do. Go down and go, go, to, go to Spotify. There's a little Q&A box. Write your questions or comments that you want to talk to me about or, or want to ask me. I'm free to talk to you or I'm here to talk to you about those comments or answer any of your questions. But yeah, but like I said, that's all I have for you guys today. I will keep you guys updated for more news or updates about the New York Giants. And if there's any more lists that I can think of, I'll, I'll let you guys know about that as well. Um, but yeah, until then, guys, I am out. Peace.